Welcome to Learn, Lead, and Lift, a podcast to empower women to discover their sparkle and use it to make a positive impact in their corner of the universe. Welcome to this episode of Learn, Lead, and Lift. I'm your host, Ann Forrester, and this is episode 24, Learn, Lead, and Lift with Amanda Brady. Amanda Brady is a wife, mother of five, pageant queen, and business owner. Amanda is married to Ty, and together they own Brady Insurance Marketing. On the weekends, Amanda can be found on the field or at a competition, supporting her children or one of the many teams she and her husband sponsor. Amanda holds the title of AMB Mrs. Intermountain 2023 and served as Mrs. Utah American 2022. She is the producer and host of the podcast, Be The Good, and the creator of weekly Be The Good challenges found on her social media. Amanda is a firm believer that it is never too late or too early to make your dreams come true and strives to encourage women in all stages of life to try new things and chase whatever sets your soul on fire. Amanda, thank you so much for being a special guest on Learn, Lead, and Lift. I am so thrilled to have you as a guest, and this is so fun for me to be able to interview you. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I I mean, you'd figure we see each other so much, we'd be able to connect, and I'm glad we finally did after a couple years, finally with our podcast. I love it. I want to share with our listeners how you live your life by the three points of learn, lead, and lift. So let's start with number one. What is your sparkle and how did you learn that was your sparkle? I think I, I've been thinking a lot about this because honestly, I don't see that there's something super significant and special about me, but I, I just, I love pushing forward. I love trying new things. And I think that's something for me that's been a growth. And so learning about, for instance, pageantry, I never had done pageants as a kid. So for me, pageantry as an adult was a whole new avenue. And to be able to learn about that has been such a tremendous blessing in my life. But I do think that something that I I do value within myself, though, is that I want to inspire other women to be able to follow their own dreams. And I know a lot of us say that a lot, but it's something that I truly, truly, truly do feel in my heart that is important. And so many times we get caught up being moms and wives and we're everything to everybody else. But you really do have to take that time, even if it isn't maybe right now. Maybe it is a couple years down the road when your kids are a little bit bigger. But you always, always, always need to chase that dream in some way to fulfill your own heart. And I think that's something that I I want to inspire other women and I want to continue to do for them is to let them know that it is okay. Totally, totally more than okay to go after (laughs) your own dreams. I love that. And um, there is something special about you. There are lots of things special about you. (laughs) Uh, I love that you said that you love to try new things because I feel you really have done a lot of things in your life. So, um, and I do want to talk about 
about pageantry. Um, you have the current title of America's Most Beautiful Mrs. Intermountain 2023. Yes. Share with us your pageantry experience and what that has brought into your life. So, okay. So speaking of trying new things, I actually found pageantry through bodybuilding. So I started doing bodybuilding just as my own. I was done having my kids. I have five kids and I was ready to be able to just take the bull by the horns and kind of feel like I was in control of my body again. And a friend of mine, um, she's actually my neighbor, she said, if you can do bodybuilding, you can do pageantry. And I immediately blew her off. I was like, no, I it is not for me. I am not the girl that likes to talk and get on stage and do things like that. I like to get on stage and compete, but I don't really see the whole dress. That's not really my thing. And she cracked the joke and she's like, if you can get on stage and do bodybuilding, I am pretty confident you can get on stage and do a pageant. And I just, honestly, I was like, okay, fine. And so I started looking into a couple different pageant systems and I competed in a pageant system, it no longer is, exists, but it was a one-time thing. And I went up there to Idaho and competed in it and met the most amazing, amazing women I've ever met. And every single one of them had a story and every single one of them had a cause that something that they were just chasing after. And I remember sitting there as everybody, it was a very small, it was a very small group, but we were sitting there and everybody was introducing themselves and speaking about what they do in their community. And I just remember feeling so overwhelmed with positivity and so overwhelmed with trying, what's the word? I just, I literally could not be more proud. I, I felt like a mom in a room of all my kids just saying their accomplishments and how proud I was to stand next to them. And I left that pageant um, did not win, did not place nothing, but I left that, that pageant that weekend. And I was like, okay, I, I actually kind of do love this. And that's then when I started into the America system, which I competed in the America system and was Mrs. Utah American uh, 2022. I had to think of the year there for a second. Um, and it took me a couple years even to win that title. It was not like I just competed in one. And the group of women that I was able to meet year after year after year, I swear it is the most incredible thing. But it was something for me, my journey every year, it was not necessarily about a title. For me, yes, I want to win. Obviously, everybody's there because they want to win. But it was such an incredible personal I, discovery, I would say. For me, I started out, my platform was originally the O2 Project, which was moms taking care of themselves and learning to put on your own oxygen mask first. Because in my point in my life, back in 2019 and then 2020, that's what I needed. Because I had done nothing more than be a mom and I was so worried about everybody else that I had completely lost who I was. So for me, putting back on my own oxygen mask was where I needed to start my journey. 
And then slowly, 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 my platform evolved uh, year after year. And we ended up this last year when I won Mrs. Utah American, my platform uh, evolved into Be The Good. And that's where I still stand today is Be The Good. Although right now I'm kind of shifting back more towards the focus, like I talked about just a minute ago, of supporting women and being able to encourage other women to chase their dreams. And although Be The Good kind of does encompass that as well. But it's it's funny, though, how every year for me, pageantry has fit into my life. And it's been a very different, although it's maybe the same pageant, but it's been a very different experience due to where I am personally in my life. So I recently just competed with America's Most Beautiful. So exciting. And we get to go to nationals in July here really quick. So now we're preparing for that. And for me, just the thought of what that national pageant is going to bring and the women that I'm going to meet and the caliber of the women and to learn about them, I that's honest to goodness. That is where my heart just explodes because I absolutely just love it. I love when I hear that women are cheering on other women, inspiring other women. I think we really need that network. And I thought it was so interesting too, that you mentioned learning new things and in talking about your platform evolving, that you have learned more about yourself every year with each pageant that you've done. And I totally relate to that because I think when we go into a pageant, we are, no matter what the pageant is, we're at a different stage of our life every time we compete. Exactly. And so the, the things that we bring to that pageant or the things that we take away is going to differ from each pageant. So I totally love that. And I think that's such a great point. You're not the same competitor that you are in one pageant from the next, if that makes sense, because exactly because you're you, growing, you're learning. Yeah, exactly. If you look at my pageant, if you look at different photos of me, just in general, from when I started, even the Mrs. Utah, because I competed in the Mrs. Utah, um, the America program, I competed in that for three years back to back. And for me to look back and see the pictures of me from that 2020 to 2021, into 2022, you can literally see, uh, my friend calls it the glow up because my confidence changed. My, my outlook changed. Everything within me grew and you can, you can visibly see it. And that's one thing that I love is that I, I persevered through, you know, not winning, not winning, not winning. And it finally clicked with me to understand that, when I finally just threw my hands in the air and said, you know what, I, I'm okay. Because for me, it truly has been the journey and that's what I'm taking away from this. And so that's, it's been, it's been such a strong, strong moment for me over the last few years that I just, I can't help, but I don't beam. I almost like it just, it makes me smile every time I think about it. Totally. I, yeah, I love that so much. I want to talk to you about Be The Good because I feel you have done so much with that movement. Uh, share with us what Be The Good means to you and kind of how you have become a leader with this movement. 
So be the good. It's based off the quote, be the good you wish to see in the world. So everybody's heard that quote, I swear. I mean, if you haven't, you live under a rock. So (laughs) be the good, though, it actually came from my mom. And my mom growing up was the epitome of it. She always put others ahead of herself. But it wasn't necessarily through large, you know, humongous donations or large acts of service. It was through small and simple things. My mom would say things to the cashier and just compliment her or she would write a nice note to my teacher and just tell my teacher that she was doing a great job or um you know she would offer up cooking a meal for the neighbor that was maybe just having a hard day and for me growing up I didn't really think much of it because to me that was literally just who she was and what I saw all the time until I was quite a bit older uh, I actually had been married for, let's see, I had one child. So we had been married for give or take about 10 years. Um, and my mom was diagnosed with schizophrenia dementia. And through her illness, she progressed very rapidly. And if you've ever experienced this, they lose their memory and she gets really frantic because she can't remember things. So there was a time when she actually did not even remember who I was. She had no idea who I was. And I went and visited her in her care center. And I walked in and I just sat down next to her and she looked at me and she goes, oh my gosh, she's like, you are so beautiful. And you have to understand though, like to her, I was a stranger. She, she honestly did not know who I was, but for me, It was a moment that I will never forget because here it is, I'm losing my mother mentally, but yet in this little glimpse, I see who she really is. And to the point that my mom got in trouble at the care center because she was trying to help other patients. She was trying to feed them and she was trying to care for them. And I feel like as a world, we kind of slipped away from this loving thy neighbor move that we, you know, that used to be ingrained in all of us where we would check on our neighbors and we would take care of each other and we would hold the door for the person behind us or, you know, just small things. And that's what I, with the Be The Good movement, that's what I want to get back to. I want people to understand that we can do small and simple acts and they really truly do have the butterfly effect and they make a difference for others. And so we do a be the good weekly challenge that I have up. You have to kind of scroll through my social media, but I have an entire like 52 challenges that I have on my social media. I have just different ways that you can help in your community. And it's, it's all about the small and simple things. It's all about leaving a note in a library book for a stranger to find. Um, Like I said, like holding the door for the stranger behind you, complimenting someone, doing an act of service within your own home. It, the idea is that they don't have to cost money. Now, obviously, yes, there are ways that do, like you want to be able to donate money to charities, and those are amazing. But not everybody has that. Not everybody has that ability to do that. And that's where I just want to be able to look into different ways that show how people can donate back and be able to do things and get back to a time where we are taking care of one another a little bit more intentionally. 
I think that is so beautiful. And what a beautiful tribute I feel that the Be the Good movement is to your mom. And I'm so sorry you had to go through those experiences with her illness because I think that is so, so hard when we watch a loved one go through something challenging like that. But I think with what you've been able to create that this is really doing good for our community. And I know that you have personally done so much in your community um, from doing meals for first responders and, and posting your challenges. I think it's so impactful. And like you said, just the small things, you know, and that idea has kind of been brought up throughout the podcast with different interviews where we talk about how just small things really make the biggest difference. Yeah. And it's, it really is all about that ripple effect. And when you are the recipient of that ripple effect, and then you put the pieces together, it is, it's an incredible feeling when you are able to see it come full circle. And that's one thing. And I just, I feel so deeply that we need to teach our children this, that we need to strive to look for ways to serve others. Because right now, I the world has become so selfish and the world has become so ingrained in just this me culture. And that's, that's honestly, as human beings, that's not who we are. And I, I really do. We, like you said, we fed first responders that was started in COVID and then it kind of blossomed and kept going and kept going and kept going because the community wanted to help. The community is the one that that's why I kept going with feeding first responders is because here I would say, oh, it's fine. Like we're out of money. All the donations have been used up. And sure enough, somebody would come out of the woodworks and donate more money to be able to go feed another office. And I feel like people genuinely want to help. And a lot of times they just don't know how. And so that's also where the be the good kind of is, is that in between where people can look at these challenges and be able to find ways that they are able to help that fits within them. That way then it's not feeling like such a huge burden. Right. And I think that's so heartwarming to hear that, you know, the community stepped up to help you with these efforts to put on these meals for first responders. And I think you're right. I think a lot of people want to serve and help, but maybe they don't know where to start. So I definitely feel like you are a leader with this movement in leading the community toward taking an active role in serving others. Share with us, what is the vision you have for your life? I am, it's kind of funny because I'm at a point now where I'm done having children, which after 15 years of that kind of feels like a little bit of a shift. And now that I am at this idea of raising my kids rather than, you know, we're, I'm raising them into adulthood now. I'm actually at that point versus having little ones. And I do have little ones, my littlest is six, but I also have a 20 year old. And it's interesting how I look at her and I truly just want her I want her to be a good human. And so for me, I am trying right now to really, honestly, it sounds crazy, but I am trying really hard to be an example to my kids 
of chasing my dreams. And although it is a little hairy sometimes because my kids run crazy schedules, we stay, my kids are very busy, but I feel like it's so important for them to see me doing something for myself because I think it sets an example to my girls of that they can be a mother and that they can do things outside of their home. But then it also, I think it sets an example to my boys of hopefully the type of woman that they want to be with in the future is someone that has aspirations and goals. And so that's where it's kind of an interesting twist for me. So right now I am kind of chasing the pageant thing still. Like I said, we're competing in America's Most Beautiful in July. But other than that, I I really want to start doing more modeling. I want to start doing things that kind of are more for me. But in addition to that, my husband and I, we own our own business. And we have business goals of growing and being one of the largest uh companies of within our industry. And that's something that we are also pushing forward with. And so for me, the next few years are, are truly about growth, are truly about learning and just not stopping. And I love what you said. Um, you sent me a bio of you and just some of your accomplishments, but that you put in there, and I loved this so much, that you are a firm believer that it is never too late or too early to make your dreams come true. And I think you are such a prime example of that. I think that's why we're here on this earth, to be able to learn and grow. And and that's all throughout our life. That's not yeah. just while we're young and in school, but it's all throughout our life to continue to grow and learn. So I love that you have these personal goals and family goals and trying new things and inspiring others to jump out there and do something that sets your soul on fire. Exactly. You did mention modeling. So I do want to ask you real quick, share with us some of your fun modeling photo shoots that you've been able to take part of. I was able to walk in New York fashion week. And then I was also able to do a big photo shoot there in New York city. Um, in the city streets, and I am on my way this weekend to go shoot again at the Versace Mansion in Miami. And right now, those are the only two I have. I have scheduled because just scheduling-wise, I'm hoping. I mean, I'm hoping, crossing our fingers, that if we win America's Most Beautiful, then we've got the pageants, photo shoots. Obviously, after that, hopefully, but we are. I'm hoping to be able to walk again in New York Fashion Week. This year, our personal schedule here at home is a little bit different than normal. My daughter actually has to have surgery on her shoulder. So it kind of threw us for a loop this year. So this year, I'm kind of having to put a few things on the back burner. But that's one of the things I want to emphasize is that just because I have to put it on the back burner doesn't mean that I'm not going to keep going. And so... That's kind of where I'm at. I may have to slow down a little bit with it, but I'm going to walk in fashion week again. My actually, I want to go to Paris. That's my big ultimate is I want to go walk in fashion week in Paris. So that's hopefully, hopefully, hopefully within the next couple of years, we get to do that. 
that is so cool. And I hope that happens for you. I can see that happening for you. So we're just <laughs> going to put it out there that that's yes. going to happen. So, so cool. So cool. I love it. Um, we talked a little bit about this, but how do you lift and inspire women around you? I think the biggest thing is that I set an example. I constantly have friends asking me, they're like, I don't know how you do it. And I always say, well, for one, I don't do it alone. I have a lot of help. I have a lot of help. And so, but two is I want, I want other women to understand that it, it's not about the timing. Like I said, just because right now, maybe I do need to put my family first right now. I do need to deal with life here at home, but my timing is still, I, whatever it was right, whenever the right time is, I will make it happen. And I think that's something that we have to remember is that just because maybe you didn't get it the first go round, just keep trying, just keep doing it. And I want, I want other women to know that it's okay. It's okay to feel that tug on your heart that you want more out of your life. For so long, I actually felt guilty as a mom that I didn't feel fulfilled just being home with my children. And I finally was able to come to terms and say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I don't need to necessarily work outside my home in order to get this feeling filled. For me, I've been able to do it through bodybuilding and through pageantry. But the guilt that you feel behind that is non-existent. You do not need to feel bad that you have these goals and these dreams that you want to pursue outside of your home. And I think that's something that more women need to remember and that more women need to understand that it's it really is okay. And so I just really hope that everything said, all things done, I really do hope that women decide and that we can, I don't know, it's almost like a, that we can, we really can have it all. It may not all come at once. You know, we may have to spread it out and decide when things are going to happen, but you really can just make your dreams come true if you just stay with it. 100%. I loved what you said about having it all, but not all at once. That is so true. We can have these goals and dreams and work towards achieving them, but you know, it comes down to timing and there will be yeah. a time for those goals and dreams to come to fruition. So one final thought, if I could ask you one final takeaway that you would want our listeners to keep with them after this interview, what would that be? I think the biggest thing that I want, I want everyone to know is to, is like you're saying is to never stop learning, constantly push yourself, get out of your comfort zone and do something that lights your soul on fire. Because if you haven't found that yet, then the reason why is because you're not willing to try something new. And there's a quote that um, comfort is the thief of joy. And I, I was very comfortable in my life. 
my, I did not need to get anywhere. I did not need to do anything. I didn't really need to pursue anything financially, but the joy for me internally was not there because I did not seek it out. And when I finally made that choice and understood that I could do that and that I did do that, it's been a game changer, but it's not just been a game changer for me internally. It's also been a game changer for my home, for my husband who understands now that I am doing bigger things for my kids that are watching me for the example that I'm setting to them. And there's, there was another quote that I absolutely, like when I heard it, I honestly about died. And it was the most common form of child abuse is parents that don't chase after their dreams. And for me, that hit me hard because I was that parent for a very long time because I truly did not believe that it was necessary or that it was possible. And that's something that you owe it to your kids. You owe it to yourself to chase after those dreams, no matter what it is. And if I can literally tell anybody anything, it's just get uncomfortable a hundred percent and then figure it out from there. Because that's, that's my other motto is everything is figure outable and everything just will work out. You just have to be patient and work through it. So that's what I say. I love, you know, your final thought of chasing your dreams and to be uncomfortable because being uncomfortable is where the growth is and the change happens. So I love that. Amanda, this was so fun to dive in a little deeper with you and have you be a special guest on Learn, Lead, and Lift. Uh, I think you are a prime example of what it means to learn, lead, and lift in your community, in your home, within yourself. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you being a special guest on Learn, Lead, and Lift. Thanks for having me, Anne. Thanks for listening to Learn, Lead, and Lift. Find this podcast on social media, on Instagram at Learn, Lead, Lift. Discover your sparkle and stay tuned for the next episode of Learn, Lead, and Lift empowering women in all stages of life.